0: Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Welcome back to Nerd Talk, everybody. This is Jordan Halstead, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite series, Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a Nickelodeon success. Uh, It was originally released back in 2005. It's got a massive following. Um, There's been the following series, Legend of Korra. They have comic books. They even had a live adaptation. And then Netflix is currently on its its way to bring another live adaptation to the series, um, which will be much better than M. Night Shyamalan's series. No, it won't. Oh, well, we here. can talk about that later, though. Okay, perfect. So we'll be talking about that. But today, uh, I am letting loose. I'm not going to be asking too many questions because we're already. It's been 20 <laughs> minutes of us just making jokes and laughing. And so there's no way I'm <laughs> keeping this together. We have been able to start the episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been struggling to start this one. So <laughs> instead of me asking a lot of questions, the first thing I'm going to ask is, um, is what elements would you guys like? to be or do you feel as you um i'm gonna real quick do a quick uh, uh round of announcements so uh levi casey and chick are all here with me on this episode we were really excited to do this one um so guys uh at random i don't care which who and, and what's what way we're going because we're just having fun with this episode so uh what element do you guys feel you would bend if you were a bender three
1: one two three fire air
2: earth
0: okay <laughs> Now why? Three, two, no. just <laughs> Well, you see. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Levi. Like, wh- why do you think that you would be that type of bender?
1: Oh no, I just like fire way too much, and would yeah, <laughs> it just makes too much sense for me. So because uh, also you're, a pyro,
0: you're just you pick yeah, fire. Yes. Cool.
1: Yep. Uh, also, you. air terrifies me because of the fact that, like. The,
0: One of their whole. They don't really say
1: in the show, but you can't see the attacks coming. You may see it slightly, but it's not like fire or water or rocks flying through the air. You don't see the air coming. That's why Aang just bodies everyone.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So so the fun thing about airbending is it's based off of, like, the original show, the writers based it, because they based each style of bending off of a different martial, uh, like, part of Chinese martial arts. And the one yeah, yeah the one that uh, airbending is based off of is um, like the the fo- foundational idea is to, like pivot around everything. that's why you always see uh, Aang, especially in the first season, do that move where he's spinning around people and they can't see him and stuff. Um, that's like one of the you know foundational moves of that of that specific Chinese martial arts is so yeah you, you're you right about that yeah like where he's got his like i,
3: yeah, I remember the one scene he's got hand. like his hand like yeah, in like mm-hmm. a, right on the back i think it's zuko he's fighting and he's mm-hmm, like just yeah. walking around him and zuko can't figure out where yeah. he went and it's yeah kinda I mean, hilarious. the
1: first time we see ang do anything to zuko it's literally him taking his staff and then swinging it sideways and the mattress comes off of the floor <laughs> and he yeah. slams him into the wall and then he flings him into the ceiling right after it's like the wind in it's like it didn't come directly from him. He had it come from a completely different angle.
0: Yeah, I think that was like that was a really a terrifying
1: cool point. It's it's a terrifying uh bending form and it's a good thing that the monks are the ones that use it. Yeah, you the, know, the most peaceful the ones that don't want to yeah. fight people.
0: I will say though, uh what, what was his his master's name? Kiatso? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Monk Chiatzo. Yeah. Yeah. Monk Kiazzo. I love R-I-P. I love that he uh he straight up like Hey, we're gonna do the and and like pulls the the whipped oh, cream the, the on the fruit, top the of the fruit pie on their yeah. fruit pie, yeah. and then he's like, mm-hmm. all right, one, two, three, and then like <laughs> they launch them at the other monks. I'm like, dude, monkey pie in the face
3: situation <laughs>
0: going. Yeah,
1: not where I thought you were going because I uh, there's a much darker headcanon that I've heard with Monkey Atso because Ang learned everything as a child. They weren't going to teach children. Ways to, like, end a fight if it's, like, a last resort. Right. But we see Monkey so surrounded by dead soldiers. Ooh. The, the headcanon is that what he did in a last resort, he pushed all of the air out. Everyone's air, including his own, and took out everyone around him, including himself.
0: Oh, snap. Which would be why he ended up in the pose that he did. When right. his body's yeah. On the gro- yeah. 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 So he Ooh. created
3: a vacuum where nobody could breathe. Is that the... Is it he curated a vacuum where yep. nobody could breathe
2: Then, gotcha.
3: Yeah. That's, Which, that, that's crazy. that, that happens, that happens in that, season
2: three of Korra, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Except with he one, does it on just one person. Right, with the queen. Now imagine yeah, a
1: master airbender doing it to an entire space, and everyone just can't breathe.
2: Yep. Like like you said, airbending's terrifying.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, Casey, you said earthbending. Why earthbending?
2: Because I'm stubborn.
3: That's one hundred percent it. Just I'm stubborn. That's that's yeah. that's fair. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just took a drink of water and I almost spit it out. <laughs> so nice.
2: water bending over that. here. I got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> was water bending. Yeah,
3: sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, uh, if I don't want to do something, I don't do it, and so I'm just gonna be that guy who's like, "Please get out of my way."
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I think one of the funniest things was we always kind of joked our friend group. We always joked that you were the avatar because mm-hmm. you there. I got to remember how we did all this. So the earthbending was you moved someone's truck. No, my truck crashed oh, your into Stacy nuts. Yeah, so, so Stacy nuts. Oh gosh, yeah, like, twice. Yeah, it wasn't once. It was, no, it was, it was multiple like multiple
3: times. days in a row. Like they were like, if you can't get it together, we're gonna have to give you a different parking space, or you're not gonna be allowed to drive. To yeah, it was one school. of those
0: really weird things. I remember hearing, oh, her truck or her car got hit by a truck. And then I remember going to band, and you're like, <laughs> my truck hit Stacy's car. <laughs> and I'm like, we were just in band, and I'm losing it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Of all the people that it happened to, it was Casey's truck. Yeah. And then I remember uh, you did something where it just happened to, like, you threw your hand, and, like, a door opened.
3: Yeah, I think we were coming out of Walmart and with, I think it was, I was with Emily and Sydney, or yeah. Emily and Molly. I don't remember which pair it was, but I, like, threw my hand at the door, and, like, at the same time, the automatic doors opened, but we weren't close enough to like trigger it and we were like wait what just happened <laughs> and like there was yeah. nobody outside so we were kind of figuring out what I, we don't know how yeah. what happened
0: and then i know that
1: clearly, uh, yeah,
0: yeah yeah i was like we're we're Obviously. closing in on this avatar thing and that's just Casey And so. then there
3: was like a fire a bonfire at your house where something happened and i i cannot remember what the water one was
1: but <laughs> Yeah
0: i remember that the, the, water the... Was
1: something with a water fountain
0: Yeah okay yeah some, yeah, something like that. I remember the fire. You you happened to take, like, a stance at a certain moment where we dropped a match or something <laughs> like that, and it just – and <laughs> yeah. you're like, I made fire. <laughs> and I'm just like – I'm pretty sure it was the match, but sure, let's take it. Yeah. That's the win right there. You are now the avatar. <laughs> yep. Avatar Casey. That's how it was, Yeah, And you said
2: oh, – I said airbending. Sorry, Levi.
0: Fine. <laughs> He's going to terrify you.
2: <laughs> no. My reasons for choosing airbending is not actually – very terrifying at all. All right, so the two, the two things that fa- that factored, in, uh, factored into this is, well, um, one is the the um, nature of the culture of the Air Nomads. So go with the flow, and that's exactly what I am. Um, so I would thrive as an Air Nomad just because um, I'm, I'm a big old hippy-dippy, long-haired, do-whatever-go-where-the-wind-takes-me type of person. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, air, air nomads. <laughs> so that's one thing. The other thing is, um, what's the bad guy in the third season of Korra? What's his name? The anarchist uh, airbending guy. zahir zahir I was about to say Zaire, but zahir I was I was close. Anyways, um, zahir found out how to fly. So that's my other other thing for wanting to be airbender would be to to be able to fly. To be, be able super to fly. Dope. That
0: would be pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, there,
1: there's an the interesting thing with him being able to fly. He was only after. The love of his life died, and he had no more right. earthly... Right,
2: get rid of his attachments, yeah.
1: But that goes further into thousands of years before when the mm-hmm. airbenders stopped being able to fly. Right. What do all the airbenders have? An air bison. Oh. They formed a connection, right. a lifelong connection. and Zahir None of them that. were ever able yeah. to have... Uh, they all had earthly connections because they... Paired and bonded with their air bison a, or their air bison, they're, they're and so because of that, yeah. they were never they were never able to fly on their own again. Oh, okay, I got. Gotcha. I mean, you because... essentially
2: essentially could fly with with their um
1: with the I staff. Mean, thing yeah, but yeah. not just like levitating right, that, that off the will, ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You know what's fun is the fact that Tenzin named his air bison after like the name that what his what ang and katara called, like, would kiss. say yeah what Sokka would be like oh that's nasty when ang and katara would kiss the, the word he used and he called it oogies. oogies yeah oogies. oh yeah, that's yeah. Just, and that's what like tenzin's airbizon his name is oogies and so tenzin associated
1: it with like love and affection yeah but it's
3: actually more of like ooh, that's disgusting you're kissing my sister sort of situation <laughs> That's yeah <hysterical. laughs> How uh, about right, you, Jordan? Yeah.
0: I gotta say, Earthbending has always been something I loved. Nice. Um I loved seeing Toph. I think Toph mm. Toph just Great does character. some really cool stuff and like
2: Oh this... yeah, Melon Lord, haha <laughs> It's over there.
3: Why do you feel the need to do that?
1: <laughs> because
0: it's one of the best lines in the show.
2: Oh, it's dark, you can't see. What a nightmare.
0: Yay. I get to go on a different journey oh. with so with, Why with, must you with, do that. <laughs> I get to go on a life-altering journey with, with Zuko! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs>
1: no, I I think, I think that Ta- Taka, you saved me.
0: Oh my god! Oh, Actually, it's me, uh, Suki.
1: Suki. You can just let yeah, me drown you can, now. Yeah, you can let me drown
0: now. I think I think that there are just so many one-liners that just they <laughs> nail. They nail. And and she just they play to the fact that she's blind so well, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like I I don't know. I think. I think when you think of earthbending, like I think about the episodes where like they do the tales of Bossing Say, and mm-hmm. like he builds a zoo out of the earth, right? And I'm like, that was cool. You go in and see like the the guys who are in the middle of the ocean, all these earthbenders, and they they get the coal, and they they bend the coal, and then oh yeah, that's the episode
2: that. where the the guy who plays Zulu on on Star Trek plays the prison warden.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I just, I I think that some of those are just very well done, and I think that the fact that it so much contrasts who Aang is, Mm -hmm. I think on that portion, just to see, he had, like, because I feel like water, he he nailed it pretty easy, and like, even in the book, water, he Mm -hmm. was learning fire. Yeah, so like, some of those kind of came a little bit easier, he had to learn how to control, but, but Earth was so hard for him, and to to make, like, like you said, he had to make some attachments, he had to learn how to do certain things, he had to, Mm Go against some of his initial teachings, and I think that was done so well.
3: Well, and the you know, yeah. tales of bossing say brings up everyone's favorite character, oh, Uncle Iro. Uncle Iro,
2: make me cry over here.
3: Yeah, probably. no, with
1: we're the, not crying today. <laughs> with the, Don't you dare! With this I mean, I'm not gonna song. start singing or he anything. Eating but... from the vine, <laughs> dang it.
2: <laughs> yep. <so> slow. <laughs> I, I think. Like that... fragile oh, shells. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I just I think that this this show had so many good things. I'm glad you brought up uh, Uncle Ira. I think I don't care what show you're talking about. No show will ever compete with Uncle Ira. Oh. Like no character on any show will ever bring like like you have that like Uncle Jesse from Full mm-hmm. House. You have all these different characters that you're like like they're cool, but no one comes even close to the Uncle Ira. So
2: there, there's there's this meme on TikTok um where people like what they say like what fictional character could wield Moonir? And, like, my very first answer, Iroh. Iroh.
0: Oh, absolutely. Of course.
1: Yeah. I I think it's... Uh, Clearly, Momo could also wield Mjolnir.
0: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I I think what's cool about Uncle Iroh is, like, you see how much he loves uh, Zuko. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see, like, what happened to him with the death of his own son. And you see... There's just so much story building. But then you also realize he's not for the, the, the mission of the Fire Nation to take over everybody. He's like, there's got to be balance. Mm-hmm. And like then he showed back up in Legends of Korra. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't care about any of the other side cameo characters. Having Uncle Iroh show up in the spirit world, it just made my heart so happy. I love
2: when she like goes to Zuko. It's like, oh, yeah, I was just talking to Iroh just now. And he was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: Well, I mean, Iroh's just that – for me, it's he's this he's the most successful character in that series because he found out kind of the true meaning, if you ask me, of life is just love people. He didn't care what nation you were from, if you were Bender, non Bender, right? He's like you have value.
0: And I think what was even cooler was not only did he understand that he was willing to have tea with everybody. Absolutely, like, he, he was always like, yep. let's break bread, let's one have thing, a, and let's play a game of pie show.
1: One thing I want to bring up about Iroh is. Uh, like, I never really realized it too much, but in season three, when Zuko uh, finally finds Iro again oh, yes. in Ba Sing Se, and, is, and waits for him to wake up, and when he wakes up, he's just saying, I'm sorry, uh, Iroh immediately forgives him. But the thing is, Iroh doesn't know anything that has happened since he broke out of prison. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know that Zuko left his family. He doesn't know that he betrayed the Fire Nation to teach Aang and join the Avatar. He doesn't know any of that. All he knows is his his nephew is here, and he is sorry. And that is all that matters to him.
2: Which, by the way, if we get to that question, that's that's the best scene. Not just my favorite. Like, that's hands down the best scene of the whole series.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, like, it's um, like not even up for debate, honestly. <laughs> like... That's the best scene in the whole series. Yeah. I mean, I
3: don't know. I don't know if this is what they were going for, but Iroh, to me, being a Christian, is almost like a Christ analog. He forgives right away. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I assume that's what they were kind of going for when I they mean, were doing the
2: that. The writers but. know, but it's definitely. Yeah. Can be implied and taken that way pretty easily. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Sure. It's. It, it's. I. I don't know. I see a lot of myself in Iroh, like, mm-hmm. or at least the person I want to be. Yeah. Um, you look at Iroh and you see this forgiving nature. You see, like, there was never in question. Like you said, he didn't know all the things that had happened. So, like, he's forgiving the past and not seeing, like, oh, hey, I've seen you turn. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I don't care where you've been. I don't care if you got worse. Like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I think the fact that, like, he's also part of the White Lotus, yeah. I love that he's a part of a team. He's willing to help, like kind of the secret society that's going to help make things happen. He's he's ready to to do this.
2: I like how Boomy calls the White Lotus just like an old folks club. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Great. I want to see a young you see, White I... Lotus show.
0: I could. Uh, oh my gosh, when they're all like younger and like Boomy oh, being yeah, the one who sure. runs it, that'd be it, awesome. That'd be cool.
1: <laughs> I think Iroh's line in that scene, though, it, it sums up his character as a whole because. Uh, Zuko says, "I I thought you'd be furious with me," and he says, "I was never mad at you. I was sad because I thought you had lost your way."
0: Yeah, I think that
1: they just and I think that sums him up pretty well.
0: They gave him the best lines. I don't care. Like, they, oh yeah. Oh, and I think uh, tears nope, are. No, I'm not
3: gonna cry right now. <laughs> so I just I think that
0: they they had some of the best writing, and even from episode one in in the uh, the first season, he's just this remarkable character. Like very. Very sassy, very snarky, <laughs> but very unforgettable. Like, you knew Uncle Iroh from the very first episode. I remember watching it when it first came out, and Uncle Iroh just caught my attention. I was like, okay, this guy's going to be going places. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but this was 2005, so I was going into fifth grade. Uh, I was a fourth grader at the time, and we had just got uh, to our home that we were in in Eaton. And you guys are lucky. Yeah.
2: I was in high school when this came out, so I, I didn't get to experience it until I was in college and cool with doing nerdy stuff. Yeah, it was
0: <laughs> it was one of those things that was part of part of that that trifecta of well, I guess not trifecta, but just the the perfect uh, Nickelodeon time where you had Jimmy Neutron, uh, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Oof. Yeah, uh, I was record. gonna bring up Jimmy Phantom. You had the the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours when mm. fa- or Fairly Odd Parents came over, but like. Even Spongebob at that time was some really solid episodes oh, still good. were coming yeah, out. Still good, yeah. And so I, I think what's really cool is seeing some of these characters and then like remembering. It, it always brings back good memories. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask who had the best mentor? Who do you think was the best we're, mentor we're out of all to, of them?
2: We're going to... Like, not say Zuko because we all love yeah, Iroh yeah, so yeah, much, yeah. so not so, Zuko. So,
0: Iroh is not allowed to be your answer because that's the that's, the answer, but, yeah, mm-hmm. like, you guys get to choose from anyone else. So, if it's, like, uh, Monk Kiyotso, yeah. maybe it's the Blade Master. maybe it's... Grand Paku. Grand Paku. Uh, can, can I call you Grand Paku? No, just Paku. No, just Paku's
2: fine.
1: I've, I've got to say, Sokka's master, P'andow. Oh my the goodness! Master.
2: You took my answer, Levi. How dare you?
1: Hey, Sokka is me. So let's see. let's I, get yeah, this I straight. Kind of
2: I'll, I'll give that. my reason after you give your reason, Okay. <laughs> All right, you go first.
1: Uh, about why I love Dao? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give my reason. Still, so, he is a very straightforward teacher. He he knows that he's teaching Sokka, but the thing is, he is also very kind to him. Whereas other teachers are uh, that we see are either fairly strict or overly kind. Like with uh, Monkey Azzo, he treats, um, he knows that Aang is the Avatar for like a long time. And he treats him so kindly and just wants the best for him and is always trying to build him up. But he, he's never really harsh on him. Whereas Pian, Pian Dao is not afraid to actively push Sokka further so much so that in his final test saka thinks it's a duel to the death right. and he's willing to yeah. push saka further because he cares and wants to see him excel
0: yeah, yeah. oh absolutely
2: yeah so the reason i love p and so much is i'll 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 try to say, say tell a story as quickly as possible which it's actually a pretty quick story so when i was in college um, I went to a college called Ohio Christian University. Whoop whoop, yep. represent Go so Blazers. Um, and I took a um as a youth ministry major, so I had to take a preaching class
0: again. Whoop whoop, represent.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, which uh, Jordan's a was a youth pastor still. I'm in currently youth in transition at the moment. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm a church camp director, so we both ended up in youth ministry type stuff. Absolutely. Anyway, so for this preaching class I took, um, I used the scene um, where, um. Sokka originally asks Pian Dow to train him as a sermon illustration for my preaching class, and and that's what always connected with me. So I played that scene. Like imagine like a bunch of these college students, and like then like for your project, someone's playing an Avatar, room? huh? Yeah, it was, was with Mersh. Yeah, Mersh is one of my Mursh. favorite. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, Gerald Mersh. If you're listening to this, I love you, dude. Anyways, um, so uh, that scene where he where he um asks originally asks him to to train him, he immediately goes to his knees. Sokka goes to his knees and uh Del's like, you probably are going to show me like the reason why you're worthy of me to train you. And Sokka is like, actually, I don't think I'm that worthy. I know I, I just know I have a lot to learn. And I connect with that so hard because there's a lot of times in my life where I feel the same exact way, where I don't feel worthy and I have a lot of work to do, a lot, of, to, lo- a lot to learn. So that connected with me so hard. Anyways, yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think I'm going to play off that a little bit. I think that that moment showed so much humility and there was just so much that like this show, I feel like Sokka is the butt of so many jokes and oh, yeah. like, there was so also the
1: origination much. of all the jokes. Yeah.
0: He's yeah the butt and, and the giver. Of yeah, jokes. He's the funny guy. He, he is. He is the funny guy. And like, there's so much jokes that just happen um, with him and at his expense and stuff. But that moment, I think that was the moment that you reali- like you truly realized that he's a broken guy and he's hiding behind a lot of a right. lot of humor and it just there's so much more than just it's a funny show like Casey and I have had many conversations and and uh one of our last episodes we talked about was Young Justice and in Young Justice uh one of the big things that they they focus on is it's very real um but they also have the the funny moments and the the sad moments and and it's 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 really done very well but this was kind of advertised as a kid's show where Young Justice wasn't uh, mm-hmm. necessarily advertised that way. It was more your more teenage, college-age. Ad- it's a young, a young adult of, show. Yes, sure, it's more of an yeah. adult, uh, young adult kind of show Yeah. Um, versus Avatar, which is a very, Definitely very kid's kid show. Kid show. But they just, they hit certain moments that as an adult, uh, you, you just sit back and wonder, what were they thinking of me when they wrote this? Mm-hmm. And and I see, I, parallel to, to my relationship with God, I look at it like maybe that's where God is thinking of me when certain things happen. Like he put certain things in place because he knew that I needed to hear it. Um, and to hear like that big nerds like us can use these moments mm-hmm. of preaching. Yeah. This will definitely be showing up in a Wednesday night lesson when I get to my next church because mm-hmm. this oh, you're is, gonna use that scene. Oh, I'm so going to use that. Oh yeah. I'm, it's a I'm good thing to use. I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm working on a, a, a little bit with some of my friends, uh, Scott Stedman, who was on a uh I love you. Vicious grandma. Um, Scott, he uh, he and I, yeah, that is his nickname. Um, we'll talk about that later. But anyways, Scott and I, we, we do a lot of, uh, like, Bible studies, and we, we worked on a Marvel movie Bible study and things like that. Um, but we, we I, just, I love the, the correlation of Christianity to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's done so, so well. So
3: I love P&Dow as well, but I'm going to change my answer up a little bit here and say I think Boomy was a really good mentor. Mm. Because oh, okay. he, he taught Aang... And basically I think anybody who he really came into contact and wanted to mentor, to think outside the box. Like, if Aang didn't come back into contact with Boomy, do you think he would have been like, There's gotta be another way besides? I don't
0: killing. think so. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I think that he set the standard in the first season that yeah. started to show him because there were multiple episodes where, where Aang had to come up with a new solution. Yeah. Um, like, okay, I go to to Kyoshi mm-hmm. and there's this fire nation attacking and what what immediately happens he takes the serpent and, yeah. and sprays oh, it down. the unagi yeah. Yeah, yeah he takes the unagi and sprays it down and like I think I think that that you're right if it weren't for boomy and setting up some of that that mentality he wouldn't have Which, been that way.
2: By the way, the first time he comes in contact with, with the Yunagi when he's when he's doing all the swimming stuff trying to impress Katara and then the Yunagi starts attacking him and he's running on the water and he, the face he makes like the animation so perfect. Like, ooh, ooh. That was like
0: three and it's, it's insane.
1: It's so good.
0: Oh man, it was great. I uh I know that but, uh, oh, like, go ahead.
1: I, I like that yeah you're right. Boomy I think he did he did definitely set Aang on a path of thinking outside the box. However, I am positive that Boomi is just the character who is like, Oh, this person's a problem. Time to murk him," And just like, yeah, would not have. He has, that a strong
2: that strong. Yeah. He,
1: he, it's just a matter of him waiting for the right time. Like, like he had, he, he was, he could have gotten out of that box. Oh, yeah, uh, when that they, he was in, when that he was trapped in, in yeah. to, uh, anytime he wanted, but instead he chose to wait until the day of black sun. And he was like, Oh, this is the perfect time. And then just wrecked everything.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was done really well. Uh, I think my favorite mentor. I know it sounds kind of like played off here, but I think Toph. I think mm-hmm. Toph because she oh, yeah. she like Boomy taught Aang, You gotta look at it from a different angle. Um, when when she goes through and she's like, the moles were really my my people oh, yeah, that, that moles taught are me. Awesome. Uh, the yeah, the, the badgers and, and the mole badgers and all that stuff. Like, I think she did that really well, but she always, like, come on, twinkle toes, hit me. And, like, she she egged him on, mm-hmm. and she taught him how to think differently because he's very peace, and I pivot, and I do this, where he now has to be hands-on, and he's got to, like, when when he stuck his hands in the dirt mm-hmm. and then pulled out rock gloves, and, like, yeah. he, he had, like, his arms covered in rocks, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they just, they handled it very well, and, and to have a kid mentor – not mm. not like hey uh like Boomy, who is 100 years old mm. or or even like like just any character who is i mean uncle Ira is what in his 50s 60s like just having an older yeah. mentor like we think about that but sometimes we have to look at it like hey there's 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 wisdom in the younger people mm-hmm. and i i think that that was done very very well
2: okay so that episode reminded me of something hilarious <laughs> That's the episode where he gets or Sokka gets stuck in the hole and like the saber tooth moose thingy, like uh, attacking him because he has the saber-tooth,
1: like the uh, it's like the saber tooth moose lion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And he has the cub, and he and Sokka names the Cud, the cub, uh, foo foo cuddly, cuddly, cuddly
1: poops. Fufu yes. cuddly poops. Sokka Foo-foo has the best names. There's foo cuddly poops. Com- there's Wang Fire and his wife Sapphire Fire. Uh and then sparky, sparky, obviously boom, boom man. best yeah Sparky Sparky Boom man the best one Yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah this I think this show just I think these guys kind of like us just were got in a room and had fun Yeah I I there's no doubt in my mind No 100% Um I think of like some of my favorite episodes and like, I laugh at, like, the lover's tunnel. Mm. Like, I thought that secret was... Tunnel. Secret tunnel! <laughs> secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Secret, secret, secret tunnel!
1: Through the mountain! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like... Mr. Boomerang, you get the next There it goes. <laughs> I, I, I love that. So, okay. One-liners. What is the best one-liner that was in the entire show? I'm going to go ahead and start this one just because I don't want mine stolen. <laughs> I love when it's the last, like, that last chunk of episodes... And uh, so- Sokka's up. <laughs> he's up on the the Blimp thing, and he loses his space sword. and He's like, "My space sword!" <laughs> and like, space sword. Like, there's just this whole like different element to that show that I just I loved when he's just like, "My space sword!" <laughs> like, he just it was it was done well. So, what other uh, one-liners did you guys like?
2: Someone steals okay, mine. I've, I've, Someone steals mine. I'm gonna be so mad. Sorry. Go ahead, Levi
0: got three though Dang it. so go ahead and, and start all, with all one. soccer
1: ones start with one start
0: with one your favorite all and right. then I'll, I'll come back to you after the other guys that way they can try it that way we don't all, all, right. all go over I'm each on.
1: other yeah. one of the best lines drink cactus juice oh, no, it'll good. quench you it's the quenchiest <laughs> Do it here.
2: friendly mushroom cloud
0: Mushy <laughs> giant friend
2: Mushy yeah, giant friend
0: <laughs> what about you chick
2: okay good you didn't steal mine but i'm probably going to steal one of the other ones that you had cuz it's a sokka one too my favorite line in the whole thing is when sokka's like yeah my girlfriend turned into the moon and Sok- <laughs> I mean zuko's like that's rough buddy that's rough buddy <laughs> And then la- and later when someone's, like, blaming the moon in, in some other episode, someone's blaming the moon on something. <laughs> <It's a nice laughs> yeah, moon. The, the moon goddess is <laughs> kind and gentle <laughs> goddess of lunar goodness <laughs> lunar goodness.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what about you, Casey? Oh, uh, Well, mine's got to be a fan favorite that started out as a one-liner and then continued across multiple seasons.
1: My cabbages.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I that when, when every time, and I I feel like it's this meme. There was a while where like that was a huge thing. Yeah, and I love seeing when they when they always like because it was kind of like an Easter egg. It became yeah. this this thing like where's he gonna yeah. show Which, up? Yeah. Next? Which, by the
2: way, he gets he gets a nice raw deal in Korra. Yeah, because he has Cabbage yeah, he core but then gets framed for something and has to go to jail. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God! Yeah, I forgot yep. <laughs> We are the ones. Leaving but, it.
1: uh... Saka just has some of the best one-liners, like... Appa ate hey, Momo! I'm coming for you, buddy! And Zuko just... Saka, get out of the bison's mouth. <laughs>
3: I think the line that Saka says something stupid is even <laughs> funnier. Like, "That's rough, buddy," or. And then one of my favorite soccer lines
1: again. One, again, one of my other favorite soccer lines is at right after he takes out Combustion Man. He jumps up and catches Boomerang. and Goes, "Yeah, Boomerang!" <laughs> Combustion Man stands back up. Oh, Boomerang! boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I think one of my favorites is when. They send he sends the hawk over to Toph with a letter, and she's like, "I can't read." I, I
2: knew this was
3: you, Sokka. Toph can't read.
1: No, he sends it to Katara, and she finds it Toph, and she's like, "Toph can't write, Sokka."
0: I, I just I I love just the the dynamic of honestly let's be let's be real here. How funny would it be if they did a continuation of just Sokka and Toph adventures? Just the, the dynamic between those. <laughs> like, a lot of blind jokes, a lot yeah. of, like, like... Why do you feel the need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of stupidity in there. But I just I think that those characters really helped Aang. Yeah. Because, like, Aang had to be serious at times. But then when he did have fun, he brings out the marbles. He's like like, And he's like spinning and then yeah. he does it again in the same episode and the girls are like, we've seen that doesn't, already.
2: Hey, wait, do, doesn't, um, I've only seen Korra once but doesn't in like the first season of there's Korra, a, there's a flashback and an Aang, adult Aang's doing the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And like, "So okay,
1: It's okay. actually in season four uh, Korra ends up going somewhere and okay. the guy's like, hey, aren't you the avatar? Can I take your picture to go up on my wall of okay. avatars? And it's just a picture of Aang as an adult Dude, doing we... the thing with
0: the... <laughs> and he's
1: just so happy
0: I'll be honest I think it would have been even funnier if Cora would have done it too like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, would have done the exact same thing that would have been really funny it would
1: have been but like, for, like that whole scene was really interesting because it was like she was actively dealing with her trauma and like af- after having been paralyzed for a while right. and she's like not on top of her game and not able to bend very well and she's very down on herself in that scene. So she like, it's a really, it's a hard scene to watch because he's like, "You're the Avatar. You're famous. You're you're the person that protects us all." And she doesn't feel like she's the Avatar in that moment.
0: I will say this though, uh, something I I just caught that you you had said, "My wall of Avatar, one Avatar, and you get an entire wall." <laughs> like, like he he had to have like waited to get like the second Avatar to yeah. be there. Like, yeah, like. I mean, they—they're they, living beings. They—they, I mean, oh, yeah. Roku, they essentially
3: live a very long time because they yeah, master I'm, it, or they live very not shortly. very long because they so master it. No, there's
1: or... there's actually a lot of stuff into that. So typically, they don't usually live an incredibly long time. They usually live a normal lifespan. Mm. The reason that Kyoshi lived so long is because uh, Karuk, I believe, is his name. The the water oh, yeah. uh, avatar for her died very young mm. um and then they don't really go into it too much in the show but there's a very specific reason why he died young uh and it's and it's all it's all comes back to the this avatar before him.
2: The, so, here's the one co-stole his wife's face right
1: yes yeah but the thing is, they like they he says, "Oh yeah, I was just kind of a slacker. I didn't care much about the world." Right. You find out that that's actually a lie in one of the comics. Oh, I need to
2: read. Um, I need
1: to read these things. So bad. the thing is, he didn't slack off. Uh, the Avatar before him, I think it was Yang Chen, the 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 Air Avatar. Yeah. She the things that she did in her life caused a lot of dark spirits to just be like loose in the world oh. and karuk was actively not tracking them down and like getting rid of them but actively hunting and killing them okay and it took a toll on his body and so because of it like he was at he was like doing horrible things to save the world and he basically said that he was uh he died young because his body was so broken and damaged because of it but then just to, to keep yang chen from seeming like a bad avatar they basically just told the world that he was just a slacker
0: gotcha and
1: it was that was his that's what he chose to do the for the world to see him that way so that way the legacy of yang chen wouldn't be tarnished
3: that's just another thing i love about this show and comic books and all everything in general the lore is just so well developed oh yeah
2: oh yes
1: But, yeah, but it was, like, because he lived such a short life, he was, like, 30-something when he died. Uh, Because of that, um, Kiyoshi ended up living, like, an extremely long life to make up for the fact that he had uh, such a short lifespan.
0: Kind of to balance things out. Yeah. Gotcha. Which, I mean, that's kind of the whole focus of the Avatar is to kind of balance things out, balance out Mm -hmm. the nature. I will say this, um, they were talking, I found this out, that they were setting up a backdoor pilot so that way they could run a secondary series um, about the first Avatar in Legends of Korra. One? Yeah. So when, when they did one, um, yep, one, the number one. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I love the fact that we're just dad joking over here. Yeah. Um, but but anyways, I love the fact that they like gave this whole history. Like he had like what, one or two, maybe three episodes where it was like back to back to back. Oh yeah. And, and it just, it was just one episode. Was it one? Or or no, two episodes. Okay. It was was like one long episode essentially. And so like, I just love the way that he had to go and find all this, the giant sea turtles. Um, and, uh, just go through or the lion turtles. Um, and he goes through that, which then goes back to when they go to the end of the avatar series one of the last lion turtles mm-hmm. and it's like right it's it's done very well and like the teaching moment that he had with him because i'm like it like you said the lore it just connects it so well and it does this amazing storytelling right and to see that they gave the power and then the avatar in season one sh- or, or in season three uh for avatar the last airbender shows up finds a sea turtle and he teaches him how to take-away bending. And it's called energy bending. Energy bending. Yep. So he teaches them the energy bending, which I just think is really cool, because then, by, I mean, three seasons, you've got air, earth, fire, water, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then, like, when you get into uh, Legends of Korra, you've got the energy bending, you've got a little yeah, bit of soul a- bending. A- a-
2: Aang's and... soul comes back and uses the energy bending to give Korra her bending Korra back after... bending at
1: the end of season one.
2: Yeah, after the... So, technically, yeah.
1: the book's eco is... Water, Earth, Fire, and then season one of Korra is, is Air because she has to learn Airbending still. Yeah. yeah, and then and then season two is Energy, I believe, and then it's Change, and uh, I don't remember what the last season is.
0: Give me one second, I'll get you. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that they are just done very well, and like it's that continuing story, and it just it it flows so very well, and all that.
3: I just love I, the story of like the of how all the bendings I don't know if this is true or if this is something they kinda of made up like the nomads and stuff like air bending was taught by air bisons. Yeah.
2: Because there's things bad so
3: Yeah, They and, go
1: into that in the story of Juan. Yeah. Because in Avatar, the original show, they are like, Oh, the original benders were dragons or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were uh, the the, the, the moles or the air bisons but then they go into it more. they they were technically the original benders, but people could be given bending mm-hmm. right And we see Juan the first uh, the first avatar, the first uh, bending that he gets is fire and none of them are really very good at it. They can just throw fire. He learns to truly fire bend because he was taught how to how to wield this power by a dragon
2: yeah
3: yeah.
1: So it's not that they were taught how to bend and that's how they were given their bending is they were taught how to use their bending
0: by them.
3: Yeah. I just think it's funny. It's like dragon badger mole, air bison, the moon. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh,
0: So Levi, you were saying it goes air, uh, spirit, change. And then the last book is balance. That's Um, it. Yeah. Yep. I was looking that one up. And so I think that it's just, it's a very well-told story. Um, all the way around, it just it feels like Avatar was just designed very well. Like, I I don't know. You go and watch a lot of cartoons nowadays, and it's like, it's crap. And you go back, and you go yeah. and look at kind of, I mean, and I bet our parents probably felt the same way, but I remember my dad sitting down and watching Avatar with us. He was like, mm-hmm. I loved Avatar. And, like, when oh, yeah. I put that on uh, my, my home server, and my parents were talking about it, I was like, the whole goal for me is not only are these shows that I like to watch, but I want to have stuff that when I have kids like Oliver and any future kids that we end up having, mm-hmm. I want them to be able to watch something that I approve of and that I like. And my dad, he was like, well, since you put this on, on the server, the family server we've got um, that we run with, he's like, you can literally send Oliver and any future kids down to see grandma and pops and then we can wa- I can watch Avatar with them. Yeah. And I was like, the fact that my dad even said, hey, like some of these shows I'll watch with my grandkids. Like, it, it, oh, yeah. it, it's cool.
3: Yeah, I just love, like you said, the storytelling is so good. Like, the, the episode where Zuko finds out that his grandfather was the Avatar, was Avatar Roku. Right. And then, like, on the other side, it was the opposite. Like, was, the yeah. Avatar is not the only one who had to deal with balance, right. which I yeah. thought was just Yeah, awesome.
1: absolutely. So just the, the I'll call it, um, it's the animation, but the cinematography of, like, that, when – uh. Iroh is telling Zuko who his grandparents, whose great grandparents were. He's like, Yes, your great grandfather was Sozen, and it's focusing on his burnt eye.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And then he says, But your grandfather yep. on your mother's side. And yep. the transition, and it focuses on the other side of the bar. And he yeah. says, Your other grand, uh, grandparent
0: I didn't catch was
1: that. Avatar Roku, yep. and it's his clean side.
0: Yep. I didn't even catch that. Yep. I never caught that it's either. Dope.
1: There's so and, much symbolism. And the, the narrating
2: uh, goes from Sosen's voice actor to, to Roku's voice actor. Yeah. Oh. And there, there's so yeah.
1: many little things like that. Like uh, even in um, in Korra when we when we find out about Wan, where Wan dies in the story, where we see him as an old man dying from wounds in battle, and there's these discs all planted in the ground from this giant war. And he's saying he's sorry that he couldn't finish what he had started with the Avatar Spirit. Uh and then he he reincarnates that. That scene, those those uh discs stuck in the ground, is the battlefield that Zuko walks through in Zuko alone. Oh yes. Thousands of years later. It's the same site.
0: Huh. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this now. That's that's really cool.
1: Like there's there's so many little things that it's just so small and the details are impeccable.
0: Well, I I know that we kind of talked about this one time when uh, I was, I wasn't with you guys. It was uh, the, the Marvel uh, episode building, building a universe. So if you guys haven't listened to that one, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. But we were talking about, you know, sometimes a good movie or a good story isn't done well the first time, but then when you start to build on it, it becomes a better story. Not that it is a good story as itself, but then you start to see because they went back and made some fixes, And I think that when you take some of the storyline from Avatar The Last Airbender and then you put a bunch of nerds like us and go and say, hey, we're going to go watch Legend of Korra. And we start to read the comics and we start to see this bigger universe and then we start to see some of those moments. I'm just like I'm blown away Mm -hmm. Um, because I had this conversation a little bit with Jeremiah and Micah. And I said, you know, with with all that being said that, you know, Age of Ultron was not a great movie. But I personally feel that it got better over time. It's aging weller or, 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 or better. Um, I guess not weller. <laughs> I, I, I'm still stuck on Young Justice, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's getting better. But uh, I don't think that it, it's a good movie as itself. It's because it's, it's set up so much more. Uh, I mm-hmm. stand with like Thor. I don't think Thor was a great film. But looking back, if you watch Avengers right after it, it's a better movie mm-hmm. because of what it laid the storyline down. And so you look at things like that, but then you look at, like, Avatar The Last Airbender. It was a great series on its own, but then it's becoming even better because of how many spots in, like, Legend of Korra Mm -hmm. or in the comic book series. Mm -hmm. It's just becoming way, way better.
1: Because they put it on Netflix, more and more people are watching it for the first time and, uh, like, finding this amazing show. Like, I've sort of, to an extent, been – I rewatched Avatar and i am rewatching Korra through a react channel where it's uh this this guy and his fiance uh she had never watched avatar and so he re- would record them watching it together with and her reacting to it and they did all three seasons and then he had never seen Korra, so now they're they're on like the third the fourth season of Korra, watching it live and doing their own commentary and like pausing and being like wait what is happening and it's it's really cool to see these people that have never been that far involved in the fandom experiencing it for the first time.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I know that, uh, Marvel just dropped a big trailer for all their upcoming stuff and whatnot. And it showed the reaction of Endgame When, uh, captain America is like Avengers assemble. And he does, he does that moment. And like Mm -hmm. all these people are just flipping out and I'm like, I could totally see like a reaction channel being one of those really cool things because we didn't get to see our reactions. We remember our reactions yeah. to certain things, yep. but, but to see it, I, I think that would be really cool.
3: Well, and one thing I like about that, Levi, is that you realize more people are joining this, which I feel like that's – correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan, but that's something you probably hope to accomplish with this podcast is to bring people into these maybe fandoms or nerddoms, whatever you want to call them, so that they can experience the same joy we experienced as we experienced the that's shows or movies or books or whatever else it
0: was and that's that's one of the big focuses behind our podcast is trying to to get the word out hey these are some of our favorite things because i mean there's there's moments where you and levi have said hey have you tried this or i say hey there's this new show i mean young justice mm-hmm. or avatar the last airbender we talk about, just talk about, the about
2: Invincible just now and levi and
0: yeah. Levi and you yes. uh, so like, haven't seen it yet. And I'm
2: like, well, oh, yeah, it's great. Well, Levi,
0: see, Levi. Saw yeah. It. Um, yeah. But you but guys like, haven't finished it yet. Yeah. You I haven't finished it yet. So, so, so yeah. like us talking about that and, and yeah. the more that we talk about it here on, on this, this podcast, it's just opening it up more and more. And mm-hmm. so, like you said, it's just, it's, it's a way for us to kind of be able to nerd out and talk about stuff, but also get people to see other stuff that's out there and get them invested and, yeah. and say, Hey, you know, this is a great show. So that's going to lead into my last question for you guys. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this show?
2: Is that even a question?
0: 20, 30,
2: 100. <laughs> 100. Well, well, the reason I'm asking yeah. you know what? <laughs> let,
0: let, let's go ahead and say, and why? Okay, gotcha. So that way, you guys, you guys give your quick review because um, we are wrapping up here in, in the next few minutes. But uh, just why do you feel that it is worth watching, or what would you rate it, and why? Like, like let's let's end it with that. So.
2: Okay, so, yeah, it's 10 out of 10, or, you know, a 10 billion out of 10, whatever. Uh, (laughs) So, like, there's the obvious reasons, like, with all the storytelling, the world building, all that good stuff, and uh, the highs and lows of all the hilarious soccer one-liners, but then all these deep lessons about forgiveness and um, humility and stuff like that, and dealing with grief and death, uh, dealing with unrequited love, because... For the longest time, was infatuated with Katara, but Katara didn't feel that way yet, and I definitely know how that feels. Anyways, um, <laughs> there's all that stuff, right? So that's the obvious stuff. Here's here's what, what the thing I'll bring up because it's something I wanted to talk about in this episode. It's one of the reasons why I love Avatar so much is um, because the cast of Avatar is phenomenal. Like they brought in like all like the, the the big guns with voice acting, like Mark Hamill mm-hmm. playing the bad guy, he yeah. does awesome as, um, uh, what's Ozai? Yeah, Ozai, Ozai yeah. Ozai. He does awesome as Ozai, um, which by the way, Mark Hamill, probably the best voice actor of all time. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, Mark yeah. Hamill with Ozai, um, you got, uh, Jack DeSena, like, just killing it mm-hmm. as Sokka, right? And all this other stuff. You got some one hit stuff, like, um, the guy from Star Trek as the prison ward, yeah. You know, um, you got uh, Dante Bosco. Yeah, Dante Bosco as Zuko. Um, exactly. So,
1: just May voice. Whitman as Katara.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. From yeah. From Rest Development. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she does I awesome. So music. many other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, there's a lot of memorable. Um. What's What's the um actor's name who is in that one How About Your Mother episode who does the sea line turtle in Avatar? He's in all the stuff. He's the, the, the super deep voice. He does the sea line turtle. So. Uh, yeah, but you guys knew who yeah, I'm talking Yeah, about. yeah I know Are talking did. about James
0: Earl Jones?
2: No, no, no. no James Wait. Earl Jones Jones oh. wasn't in How My yeah. Mother.
0: <laughs> I mean, Clancy oh, Brown alone really there. Yeah, there's that. Clancy Brown Phil as.
1: Lamar as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I was thinking Big Bang Theory.
2: Yeah, there's Clancy Brown who's in a lot of stuff. Anyways, so just, you know, just the cast is awesome, and I love voice acting, and and voice act and following my favorite voice actors. So mm-hmm. that's that's another big reason why I love it so much. Anyways, yeah, Casey.
3: Yeah, no, I, I'd say I'd have to give it a 10 out of 10. Um, similar to Chick's reason, uh, not only is the storytelling great, funny moments, emotional, like actual things people deal with in real life, but everything they did on that show, they did with excellence, if you ask me. I mean, Chick, I know a while back you were kind of studying martial arts, and I assume most of the stuff they did was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, was, I geeked out so much yeah, with all the different right? types. Right. Like of that was awesome. Like Kung-fu you mentioned movies, the yeah. voice acting was great. Levi already mentioned the animation and the the sides they decided to go with that. Right. Everything was just done with a level of excellence that you you really don't see too much anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's out there. You just it's not as big as that was.
0: Yep. What about you, Levi?
1: Uh I kind of wanted to just say 42. <laughs> because it's uh, the, answer the answer to everything. life, the universe, and every, everything. Right. Uh, but no, ten out of ten. Obviously, it's it's such a magnificent show, and it's for me, it's just because of some some of the lessons that they put into it, and it's not even just the lessons that most people think about when they think of Avatar. Like the two that come to mind for me is Aang fundamentally changes bending in so many different ways mm. because the way that he learns bending compared to other avatars is he adapts and takes what he learns from everything with, uh, he like, he, he takes what he learns from say earth bending and applies it to air bending. He takes what he learns from water bending and applies it to fire bending and it's adapting and overcoming and, like, they, they even bring it up, uh, someone brought it up, that uh, he fundamentally changed uh, airbending forever. Because we, even in Korra, we see Tenzin do something in Season 3, where he's fighting the Red Lotus, and he goes into his stance, and it's an earthbending stance, and he shoots out air in all directions, and hits, and blows back all of the uh, Red Lotus members that are like the strongest benders in the world. And you see him fight with ferocity, and it's Aang changed that, but he took what he learned in life to change it. But then there's also lessons like Saka. Everyone around him is this crazy powerful bender. He's mm-hmm. just the normal guy, but he still keeps up with them. Yeah. it does. In, in other words, you don't have to be this, crazy powerful demigod like the avatar to do incredible important things and big world altering things and i think that's really powerful and really the lessons that a lot of people just kind of overlook because they're not the main points of the show Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely i know uh for me uh, you know, part of me wants to be, like, the opposite guy and be like, oh, I'd give it, like, a 9 out of 10. But I'm like, nope, I can't. Like, it, it's it's a solid 10. Uh, you think that some shows, like, you know, you you watch, like, shows like The Flintstones or The Looney Tunes or whatever, and, like, they don't stand up. Uh, I mean, we're in this world of cancel culture right now where where Pepe Le Pew is under fire. Um, it's it's all these different things, and it's, like, some of these things, that they just don't stand the test of time. I have no doubt that Avatar The Last Airbender is going to stand the test of time.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: It's going to be one of those shows that you know when we're all old and, and gray hairs and we've got grandkids mm-hmm. and whatnot, we will be showing them this, this series and saying, this is what we, we grew yeah. up with. Well, right.
3: to Levi's point, the two, two lessons he just pointed out, if you're watching this as a kid or a teenager, what you're realizing is kids can change. Like, just because there's traditions of old that people want you to follow— you're the new generation. You can switch those on their head and make this world your
1: own. Absolutely. You can be what you want to be. Absolutely. Exactly. You can make the world your own.
0: And I, I think that that's one of those those stories and those that mission that they went out to set, and I think it just it clicked. I think that all the way across the board, this is going to be one of the best series that has ever been made, and that, you know, I, I'm not saying that Legend of Korra was, was garbage by any means, but mm-hmm. I don't think it, it set that same bar Um and, it, it, and, and like most sequels, you're never going to hit the original mm-hmm. um, because there's that, that nostalgia. There's mm-hmm. that feel. I mean, like when you look at Pokemon, you've got people who are like, nothing beats Gen 1, and it's like well, every- everything kind of beats Gen 1 anymore yeah. because oh, – okay, be- Well, because they keep evolving. They keep building better. Yeah. But, but in this situation, I genuinely believe that Avatar The Last Airbender will always be the best of anything that they ever try and push out. If they say, hey, uh, we're going to follow the next Avatar that follows uh, Korra, Okay, or if you want to go back and do more, uh, if you want to go back to when and then do like the second avatar and the third and fourth and and you, like I mean this could literally be like generations mm-hmm. of happening, but right. I don't think anything's ever going to touch Aang. I think Aang was was the pinnacle of avatars, and I think they they kind of did some injustice in Legends of Korra or Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think I wouldn't that...
1: say did they do injustices. I would say that they make him human.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think I just because. I th- I feel like he just – he got – is
1: <laughs> putting someone up on a pedestal and saying that they're perfect, right. it's unrealistic. Yeah, it's unrealistic they, and not relatable. even the Avatar isn't perfect. Yeah. And I think that that was huge because everyone saw him as perfect.
0: I know. Everyone I just...
1: saw him as, like, unable to do wrong. But then we learned that, yeah, he, he, he kind of neglected his two older kids because right, he became so focused Tenzin, on yeah. – on Tenzin and rekindling right. the Air Nomad, yeah, and there's and it's it makes sense
0: that oh, yeah, he I'm not, might do that I'm not, I'm not arguing it, that I'm not just...
1: saying that he was a horrible person, but I, in a lot of the downfalls in air quotation downfalls of Korra, is that they were originally only supposed to do one season. Okay, and so they were like, "Oh, you want us to do this entire story in one season instead of multiple." Right. So they did one season and they had like the finale already like ready to, to happen. And then they got greenlit to do two more and they're like, Oh, okay. We're just going to follow what we did with season one and have a big bad for the next two. And then randomly they were like, Oh, here's, you can do a, a fourth season. And, but it's only going to be, re- be released online. And it's that like incredibly hard to find the episodes online. Yeah. And they did it like it's because the network itself made it really difficult for them to put out what they wanted to put out.
0: Yeah. Yep. I And and we'll talk about that in another episode. But I just, I think that Aang, I think it was just, it, it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking for me because I just, I love Aang. Yeah. And like, just to, just to see him grow up, I think that's one of those hard things. I'm like, just leave him as a kid. I know like what it has to be, but just leave him as a kid. The, the worst the... part
2: about Korra is everyone's still alive except for Aang and Sokka.
0: Yeah. I will say, yeah, that is... That yeah, is so that's I,
2: The biggest injustice, the, the biggest raw deal in Korra was Sokka because he didn't get to stay alive.
0: We could have got so many, like, dad jokes from Sokka. <laughs> exactly. Like, that would been awesome.
1: And the thing is, we don't know how he died. No. They're like, and you got, they like, don't say that he died of old age. We know that he was alive when Korra was kids. born.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have any kids. Like, and we know that he didn't, he didn't have any like kids, topics. and
1: that's because it's alluded that... Uh, in, in some stuff that's it been said in, like, interviews that Suki may have died, like, really young, like, in her 20s. That's sad. And that, uh, and that Sokka just, like, never married because that's of
2: it. So, that's so sad because his first girlfriend, his first love, dies too. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. She didn't I know, die. She and, became
0: the moon.
1: Okay. Yeah. Rules the that's sky with compassion and That's rough, buddy. They, they did Sokka dirty. Yeah. They they definitely did.
0: Absolutely. So like most episodes, we can keep talking about this all day. We're going to actually probably put it uh, as another episode that we'll talk further uh, on this subject, because this is just it's one of those life lessons kind of shows. And it's Mm -hmm. it's very well thought out. So, uh, guys, thank you so, so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. um, And so I love having you guys here with me. Thank you so much to our listeners for supporting us and making this uh, just possible. Um, this is this is a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we should be having some more information on any future giveaways and things like that. So keep an eye out there uh, and come back next week for more Nerd Talk.
1: Play me Hotman.